Hey y'all, it's Brittany again with another episode of the Authenticated Podcast. Welcome to our release of season three. For today's episode, we have special guest, JKL psychic medium, Jessica. She will be teaching us how to connect to our higher power and to live our most abundant life. If you like this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. The other day I did a reading, like, this is how much I've given up. I literally had Grinch jammies on in a reading, and I was like, take it or leave it. Like, I don't care. (laughs) And it was video, and I did Grinch jammies. But, like, I literally just throw my hair up. I have, like, the mom bun all the time. I rock that. I love it. Um, I mean, I have mascara on today. I'm really proud of you, but we're not seeing each other, so I don't I know. We're not. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the same. No, it's not. But I wrote down some chakra information. Am I saying it wrong, by the way? So I call them chakras. Oh, God. Okay, (laughs) no, you're not technically saying it wrong. Right. I mean, like, everything. It's like when somebody says it different than you, all of a sudden you're like, what? That's not how you say it. I mean, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Like, fuck, it's the same thing. Just people say it differently. It doesn't really matter. Do you think Siri will clarify (laughs) for us? (laughs) How do you say chakras? (laughs) Chakras. Chakras. (laughs) how do you say chakras (laughs) i don't know see now that you're saying it more it sounds fucking weird either way right that's what i'm saying it's one of those words where you're like how do you actually say this chakra 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 i say chakra like there should be a a u like shocking yeah there should be a u in it why isn't there a u i say chakra (laughs) now it sounds so weird but i've never kept repeating chakra chakra like yeah chakra sounds so weird to me no just wait okay um (laughs) focusing on your chakras i don't know right so we're just gonna discuss the chakra chakras (laughs) (laughs) as long as i'm healing them does it really matter how i say it you know what it doesn't matter So I actually used the Google before we connected to look up chakras. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I still don't really understand what they are. It's a little confusing. Okay. So somebody said you have like 114, which that sounds crazy to me, but you have seven main chakras, chakras. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm all messed up. Um, (laughs) So when I first started doing readings for people yeah one of the big things I got was they didn't know where to start when you go to a line that was a really big thing where you do you start at the root or do you start at the crown which is at the top of your head nobody had a definite answer on that and the more research I did it was kind of like you do whatever you feel comfortable with right so I used to do the root first and then after a while I was like I don't feel like that's working for me but again you that's your choice you do whatever you feel comfortable with right um but I ground myself first before I do anything else so I think that's kind of worked for me because the root I kind of felt like that grounded me uh, in a sense which it is known obviously for um grounding security it's actually at the base of the spine so the root is actually your first chakra so that's why I was really confused if you start at the first but everybody always says oh start start at the top of your head so that was really misleading and that was really confusing I guess especially when you first learn about chakras you don't really know where to look or anything really it's kind of like you're just doing a shot in the dark trying to figure it all out so at the beginning I always start with the root now I ground myself 
Okay. Um, which is usually I do roots from the bottom of my feet um, or walking outside on the ground, kind of simple things like that. But I imagine from the base of my spine, I imagine yeah. roots going into the um, Mother Earth, Mother Gaia, who everybody likes to connect with it or say it doesn't really matter. Um, and I just imagine white light, I guess, roots going down and then going to the center of the earth. Then it kind okay. of like wrapping around like a tree. Okay, I guess, yeah. if you will. And then it fills up with white light, comes um, through the ground, up my spine, and then it kind of makes a cocoon over my body to protect me. So okay. that's kind of how I start everything because you want to be protected foremost before anything else, right? That's a really, really big thing. So before I align my trackers, I always make sure I'm grounded. And then I start at the top of my head, which we'll get into it later with Reiki. There's a one called Shokurei. And I visualized like Shokurei is coming from the top of my head and also coming into my ears, which I can't take credit. Spirit actually gave me that visual. So I do that. But when you align your chakras, this is what's really important. Go through a meditation that is guided because so many people don't really know where your chakras are right? And it's right. kind of like you can read it. And then when you do it, it can be confusing. Right. I tried. It's very confusing. Exactly. Because you start to overthink and then you're wondering if you're doing it properly. So that's not really meditating. You're not giving right. yourself that meditative state. Find um, meditation that helps you align your chakras so you can listen to the voice. So then you can focus a little bit better versus getting flustered and trying to think ahead. But you could start at the root or the crown, whatever you feel comfortable with. There's no right or wrong. It's just whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, but your first chakra, so I'll give you a little bit of information on that one. So they're actually, they have different colors. Okay. So there's seven. So it's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. So those are like, like, you know, the colors of the rainbow. I was just going to say, are those not the colors of the rainbow? And I also saw you just posted a rainbow yesterday. I was having a little bit of a rough day yesterday and I was just kind of like, uh, kind of in a funk. And as soon as I saw that rainbow, it was just like a sign. I was like, okay, everything's fine. So I kind of focused on that. But yeah, so when I first started doing chakras, I never paid attention to the colors. Because again, that was confusing to me. When you, like, there's a lot of people who have um, psychic medium gifts, heightened intuition, empaths, all those different things. And when they go to search, they get overwhelmed with information and then tend to just like stop. Right. Because I did that numerous times. So your chakras, which is your root, which is red. And as I said, it's at the base of your spine. It's known for foundation, safety, security, stability. If you're feeling imbalanced, if your chakra is not spinning how it should be, you'll feel like a fraud, insecurity, unworthy. Um, A lot of low self-esteem actually comes from your root not being aligned. So that's why it's so important to have your chakras aligned because you can definitely feel like when people are saying, Oh, I'm having such an off day. Chances are it's because of your chakras. Oh my gosh. That makes total sense. So what keeps you in balance on a day to day for your chakras? So to stay grounded, um, I use smoky quartz. That's one of like the main crystals that I go to. Um, and it's great for protection and grounding, but literally it's a very simple, like, again, there's so much information out there and people get overwhelmed walking on the ground, take your shoes off, enjoy, like enjoy mother earth, walk barefoot on the ground. That is literally my number one thing. If I feel off, I just walk outside barefoot, but in the winter time we'll tend to, um, get really low Uh, self-esteem. Their mind kind of wanders. They don't really know what to do. A lot of negative thoughts. What I do took me a little bit but what I do is I literally put my iPad on and I put waterfall noises uh, fire noises 
creek, anything that makes you happy. And usually right. water and fire crackling definitely do it for me. And I just close my eyes and I imagine walking outside on the ground. That's so lovely. It's so funny. My sister, the other day, I told her how I stay grounded. And I was like, yeah, I just take my shoes off and I walk <laughs> in the soil. She's like, okay, great. So that's six months of the year. So what do you do in the wintertime? And I was like, I'm not a winter person. So I go and hibernate. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that's a lot of where mental health comes into play is usually with people in the wintertime. Right. Right. But that's also energy, which we're going to talk about as well. But because people always have their windows closed and their doors aren't open very much because it's cold. Right. So you get inside. Exactly. If you're having a really shitty day or you don't feel comfortable, somebody really annoyed you, you're around the wrong people. And then you walk into your house. Where does that energy go in your house? Then you're thinking, oh, crap, I'm really having a really bad day. And then you leave. And then you're thinking, oh, things are looking up. Things are great. You come back into your house go back into the same environment without being cleansed and without cleansing your environment. And you're still going back to that negative situation. Right. But your second chakra, um, which is known as your sacral or sacral, which is another one, sacral, (laughs) sacral, sacral. I've heard both. I call it sacral personally. Um, And that's again, your second chakra and that's below your navel. So this is about like creative and sexual energies. If you're feeling imbalanced, it's repressed creativity, uh, a lot of sexual dysfunction, poor intuition can come from your sacral not being in balance and withheld intimacy, emotional isolation. So a lot of people hold a lot of tension um, and don't allow the flow, especially with the sacral. And I will say to help with the sacral, liquids really help. What kind of liquids? Like yeah, just liquids. Water really helps kind of keeping your um, sacral balanced. As well as, let's go back to the root. Um, One of the things that really helps is proteins and roots really help to keep your root chakra balanced. The third one is your solar plexus. That's about like wisdom and that's your third chakra and it's actually below the chest. This is about wisdom. So this is self-esteem, willpower, pleasure, uh, personal responsibility, imbalanced, no motivation, which everybody seems to be like having that issue with, right? Um, Feeling angry, helpless. And then you look for answers again outside yourself, low self-esteem and control issues, which we all have a really, really hard time with. Solar plexus is huge. That's again, wisdom. So something that will help with that is grains. Because that's honestly, if you're feeling angry and helpless, which I mean, a lot of people are right now. So keeping your seven main chakras aligned, I think really, really will help. Um, But honestly, when you align them, just visualize where they are and spinning in a circle clockwise. That's what I do. It's so helpful because it gives you a visual because I don't think a lot of people realize where their chakras are. No. And they're trying to meditate on it. They're trying to align and and they can't see it. No. So that's when, when you first start, that's why I always recommend a meditation, a guided meditation that helps align your chakras. So then you don't have to think and it takes the worry away from things because people are always trying to be five steps ahead or get anxious because they're not doing it properly. So I'm a very, very visual person. When I first started learning about chakras, I took the colors and I took them completely out of it. I never paid attention because a lot of information can be overwhelming. So I started small. I learned obviously the names where they were placed, but I didn't, I didn't go to color. I just said, okay, you know what? I'm going to just imagine a white beautiful gold white ball spinning clockwise in the position where my chakras are. That's it. That's so helpful. 
Yes. And then I went into colors a little bit later on, but I mean, if you're just starting and you just want to feel aligned and um, more motivated and have more mental clarity, honestly, yeah. the color is not going to like stop spirit being like, oh, she didn't say red or visualize it. No, it's not going to work. That's obviously not going to happen. Right. right. So you do whatever you feel. In that third chakra we were talking about, what color was that again? The solar plexus. Yeah. Okay. So the solar plexus, that one I believe is, um, the root is red, the sacral is orange and the right. solar plexus is yellow. Sorry. I always get the, those two confused because there's orange and yellow. It really messed me up because I always, when you think of the heart, I always thought red, right? Exactly. But the red is, the heart is actually green. And that's why I said I didn't pay attention to color because yeah. it really messed me up because the root is red and that's the base of your spine and your heart chakra, right. your heart chakra is actually green. So the fourth is your heart and it's green, green, not red. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's really confusing. Okay. Got it. So that's why I'm saying like, don't pay attention to colors because it it's not, it's not necessary. It honestly really isn't. Right. As long as you know where they're located, imagine them spinning clockwise um, right. in a, like, again, a white ball. It doesn't really matter the color. Yeah. And there are some guided meditations that I follow on YouTube that actually show mm-hmm. that white circle. Yeah. It like has a video. And so when I start my meditation, I can see that in the video and it helps me when I close my eyes to just bring that image into my meditation. Yep. Cause again, people get overwhelmed and this is supposed to relax you. This isn't supposed to add more stress. So right. don't pay attention to what other people are doing because it doesn't matter. Go in. Got it. Right. So Got it. the heart chakra is green, but again, I just pretty much visualize white anyway. So it really technically doesn't matter, but your heart right. is your fourth chakra. Obviously that's in the center of your chest. Um, vegetables really help with your heart chakra. And then that's about love, self-love. Um, it governs our relationships. So imbalanced depression, uh, difficulty in relationships, lack of self-discipline, all those, you know, um, unresolved broken hearts tend to, um, the energy tends to stick, obviously, with your heart chakra. Got it. And again, that's your fourth. And then the throat chakra is actually blue. Mine is so overused. <laughs> the throat. <laughs> um, and that's obviously communication. And that yes. and fruit really helps keep your that chakra aligned. Um, and that's the center of the neck, obviously, being the throat. Right. Um, that's obviously speaking, communication, uh, which is clearly and effectively imbalanced, shyness. Uh, you feel like withdrawn, right? You move yourself back. Um, arrogance, increased yeah. anxiety, um, mm-hmm. and then can't ex- um, explain or express yourself. So then a lot it's- of people have issues with their throat chakra. See, this is interesting because I've been told it's my strongest chakra mm-hmm. and that, and, and there's another one. I forget. I think it was you that told me, <laughs> but it's so weird. You're saying these things that are associated with each chakra. And for me, I often have like, if there are five things affiliated with it, I have two or three that are strong yep. and two that aren't. I'm a very anxious personality. So I have anxious tendencies, but I would say that my throat chakra is my strongest because out of the four or five things you just listed, yep. every other thing resonated <clears throat> as super strong, but like I'm an anxious person. So I'm like, okay, technically <laughs> that would be the weak part of my chakra yes. in, that, in the throat. Yes. But when you go in your throat chakra, you have no problem expressing yourself, but it's the other people that are around you that have made you feel as if maybe you couldn't say something. Right. So that's your outer world that's influenced your throat, not you. 
Correct. That is, it's mastering how to avoid or ignore the external energies. Exactly. And to just speak from within because if I uh, ignore external energies, I do really well. Mm-hmm. I wish that I would have been this outspoken in high school, but then at the same time, I'm like, but do I? <laughs> like, I don't, really? but yeah. I, I mean, at the same time, I always kind of had a voice and I always was very strong in like my beliefs. So right. the throat checker has always been a pretty damn strong one for me as well but there's a lot of people who are quiet and very reserved and want to say something but don't because they feel like they're going to be hurt or the people are not going to understand what they're going to say and so they what do they do they just tend to not say anything at all right there's no happy medium they just tend to go within and kind of like a turtle in their shell just withdraw exactly and sometimes those people are the smartest person in the room or or the the people that have the most valuable thing to say yeah and but they they're don't. just so exactly they're so unnerved to actually step up and say it whereas like people like you and I we just tell people everything that's <laughs> verbally going on in even if they don't outside. even ask for it <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i'm good like that too but that's that's oh, it's who okay. i am and i want people to start working on themselves that's like a really really big thing that i've noticed doing readings especially during covid that people need to start you know going inward and not letting the external um, outside world influence them the other chakra the sixth chakra which is the third eye and this one's my favorite this is all about awareness and actually tea and spices help keep this um, chakra aligned and it's in the center of your forehead between the eyebrows this represents intuition foresight driven by openness and imagination imbalanced, lack of direction of clarity, um, judgmental, nightmares, poor insight. So obviously this one's really important for me being a psychic medium. I have to make sure my throat, my third eye, and my crown are always aligned, especially and obviously being grounded. I was just going to ask you, I feel like that was my other strong one that you said. Is that correct? Yeah, it was a third eye. But that's because your intuition is always on point and you are an empath, which means obviously you feel other people's emotions. So say your friend's having a bad day, you walk up to them, you instantly know something's off, something's wrong, right? It's insane. I try to tell this to people, like I will literally walk down the street and not even know someone mm-hmm. and they walk by me and I'm like, I don't know them, but I feel like their mom just died. Energy. Like it's, it's so energy inducing and it's, it's crazy because if people aren't intuitive and they don't understand that or grasp what that means and you tell them that you sound like you're insane. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to my life. Right. <laughs> this is your actual life. Yeah, this is my actual life. And it took me a very, very, very long time to open up. And I had a lot of anxiety, not as much depression, but mostly anxiety. And I felt like right. once I let my gift shine a little bit more and I let my passion and my intuition kind of lead the way, I wasn't as anxious because I was being who I was meant to be. Right. So, and that's what a lot of people do is they kind of stop why they came here, right? You chose to be here for a reason. You have a purpose. So do it. Don't let anything step and stand in your way. But I was afraid of being judged. A hundred percent. And like those meant for you will stick and those not meant for you will fall. And I think a lot of people, they are apologizing for who they are and they're not actually stepping into their true self because they're worried about the opinions of others. But the other people that are going to judge you for it are not meant for you anyway. So who really actually cares? No. And it doesn't matter. And I spent most of my life trying to prove things to people. Right. And, and so it sucks. So when I fully came into my um, psychic medium ability and really started doing readings for people, it really threw me back because I'm thinking I'm always scared of being judged and what people think of me. Now I'm putting myself in a position where they can test me. 
and I'm thinking, oh crap. Like, and I know I've done a lot of readings for people and they're, they come in extremely skeptic and you can tell with the energy. So I'm always like, take a deep breath, relax. And once I start talking in with them, they kind of let their barriers down a little bit, but it's mostly based on energy. So if you don't believe, if you really think all this is kind of horse shit or energy, you don't believe in energy or spirits, whatever, and you come to a psychic medium saying, okay, tell me what you got. The reading's not going to go as you wish. Um, energy's not going to flow as easily because it's like, I always say to people like, you know, the castle walls, how they're built so thick, yeah. right? That's how it is with people's energy who are skeptic and they come into a reading. Right. Right. Cause they're saying pretty much like, I think this is bullshit proof to me that it's real. Yeah, because you're going in with a barricade. So exactly. You're having to break down those walls. And then once you break them down, actually do yeah. the reading. Yeah. And some people aren't ready. So when you come, especially to me, or when you come to other psychic mediums, don't just go because you're like, oh, shit, I have nothing else to do. Let's just make an appointment. Right? <laughs> right. Like, it's not something like just a whim. Like, oh, what are you doing on Friday? Just let's make an appointment. Like, right. <laughs> like, really trust yourself. And if you, if a psychic medium keeps popping up on your page, or if you're listening to this podcast, or whatever, and you feel like, I really need to go get a reading for this, this and this, or I just want to see what the universe has to say then go do it. Trust your intuition. Trust that you're being led on that path, but don't just do it for the hell of it. I actually had never had a reading before I had mine with you, (laughs) but I'm such an open energy that I don't disregard anything because I'm welcome to like learning about myself, even if it's like something people think isn't real or whatever. And I believe in serendipity. When I was passed on your information, I was like, there's a reason I'm getting her info. Mm -hmm. There's a reason I'm wanting a reading. And I was in a transitional time. This wasn't even that long ago, two months ago where I was just like, I am curious about myself, but I don't need to know all the answers. Yeah, I just would love insight into myself from someone else's viewpoint, because I've spent my entire life psychoanalyzing myself, putting out all my own fires, resolving all my own problems that like, it would be really amazing to have somebody (laughs) else tell me what is going on with me. Somebody from the outside where obviously I don't really know what's going on in your life. But when I, when I ask people, like when they come to me, I always say, obviously a picture because just so I can see your eyes. Cause that really kind of gives me a little bit more about you. But I always say to people like, come in it, just relaxed, be open. I want it to be as if we're just friends talking. I just have a little bit more to say and maybe a little bit more accurate. Like that's it. (laughs) Like, Honestly, I just want it to be very relaxed. I don't want to feel like it's a job interview. I don't want you to feel anxious. I just want the the conversation to just flow. If you have that energy, it's going to be a thousand times better and you're going to get the insight that you want and that we were hoping for. I totally agree. And I think that because you and I lead with our throat chakra, (laughs) it went really well. (laughs) It went, it went, honestly, it went really great, which I loved. Thank you. I'm your favorite customer. I'm your favorite customer. (laughs) The seventh chakra is the crown chakra, and that's the spirituality. This is, again, one of my favorites. Um, It's at the top of your head. Mm -hmm. Um, It represents states of higher consciousness and divine connection, hence why I love this so much. Connected to a deeper force, positive outlook, and wholeness. Pure air actually helps with your crown chakra, so just going outside. So that one's a really easy one. Um, And then imbalanced, closed-mindedness, which seems to be a lot of what people are dealing with. Anyways, uh, disconnection with spirit, uh, loneliness, depression, also disregarding what is sacred, mm-hmm. um, and skepticism. Hmm. I know these people. Yes. So I have a question because when I had my reading, you said something that resonated. You said when I took you on for a day, A, I was exhausted, 
B, I felt a very strong energy from the head. Yes. Stronger than I normally have. Yeah. So would that be considered the seventh chakra? Yeah, that would be your, well, it was your third eye and your seventh, well, the throat, the third eye and the crown were extremely strong with you, right? Because you're very vocal. Right. Right. Your third eye is a lot about intuition and the crown is like the spirituality part of things, right? And the connected to a deeper force, the higher consciousness, I guess, the divine connection. So it was very prominent with you. So when you said to me, feeling your energy, before I do a reading for somebody, I tend to feel their energy throughout the day. So that's kind of how um, I work. Other psychic mediums, I guess, obviously, it's different for everybody. But with me, I tend to feel the person's energy before the reading. So if you are having a really bad day, I'm going to feel it. If you have a headache, if you have sensitive um, stomach issues, um, if you are a very spiritual person, I will obviously connect to that. Um, So what ends up happening is I actually, so I have my Reiki, I have one and two. I don't plan on going farther than that because I don't plan on teaching Reiki. Um, I do it for my clients and I do it for friends and family, but, um, and I actually do distance Reiki before I do a reading for somebody, I actually align your chakras. So it's kind of nice because you're getting a Reiki session and a psychic medium reading. That's insane. And we actually, you and I are talking about Reiki. Mm -hmm. So I actually only know one person who does Reiki and I understand it to be energy healing. And I went through a, I wouldn't call it like an official Reiki session, but when she was training to become one, she gave me a Reiki session. It was like, I was at a massage therapy session. She was hovering over me and the experience was energy healing. I just felt like I didn't feel her hands on me, but I felt the energy shift. Yes. Some people do put hands on if we feel like we need to pay attention to that again, it's the intuition. So if I, and because, so back to my gift and how getting into it, when I moved to India, so I lived in India for three years, Bangalore, India. And that's, so yeah, so that's when I couldn't hide my gift anymore again, because I was trying to hide it my whole life. It scared me. Um, I did see my papa in my mirror when I was 13 because that was the big, like, our first death in the family. Um, And I remember saying, papa, I love you, but I can't see you. And since then, I haven't, like, seen spirit specifically like that because I think they know that scares her. It just wouldn't work out. Like, I would probably never do readings for somebody if people kept, like, popping up, right? Right. Like, I'd be (laughs) getting a padded room. Like, there's no way I could deal with that. So spirit comes to me through like images, I'll hear certain things, but it's my own voice. But I can tell if somebody has a raspy voice, if it's male, if it's female, um, they'll usually make me feel about how they died. So that can be a little bit overwhelming. Right. But when I was in India, that's when I couldn't hide my gift anymore. Um, So I actually, that's when I realized I could do um, readings for people over the phone. Because I always thought I had to be facing somebody or I had to be beside somebody to do a reading. Yeah, Um, And it's the same for Reiki. That's why I started getting to this. When I do Reiki for people, I actually did one um, two days ago. um, And this mom actually told me, asked me if I could do her son. And I did this distance Reiki. And also I felt my legs as if I had growing pains. And I said to her, he must be having growing pains. Like I feel some leg problems. And she goes, yeah, he's been complaining about that. So how crazy is that? I didn't know you could do a virtual Reiki session. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because, and a lot of people will actually charge for distance Reiki. You can't legally, you cannot charge for distance Reiki healing because there's a lot of people who others say they have it and don't, or they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do a Reiki session on you. 
and then don't right. do it at all. Right. So there's a lot of people that you can't really trust with that. Um, yeah. but because I've done a reading on her, but I did do distance Reiki for her son. And I, again, I, I didn't realize how powerful it is until like the more I get into it, like what are the chances of my legs feeling as if I'm, you know what I mean? Like I had growing pains in both my legs and that was something that connected. And she said, yeah, that's exactly what he's having problems with right now too. You can do, um, distance Reiki healing. People don't have to put their hands on you, but if they're guided to, obviously, um, right. but yeah, it's just energy healing. It's transferred through the palms of the practitioner, um, to the patient. Um, and it usually obviously encourages emotional and physical healing. That's kind of like the, what it is. Right. Which helps break down energy blocks and balances the mind, body, and spirit. Okay. So that makes me wonder. So when I went to a session, I didn't know what was going on. Cause I was just laying down. I didn't know what was going on, mm-hmm. but I know there's three symbols of Reiki. Yep. So, um, I'm not, I don't want to ask you to walk me through all three symbols, but like, what should someone expect if they were going to a Reiki session to be like an oversight of what that experience would be like? So when you go to a Reiki session, again, it's energy healing. So people hold on to a lot of tension, um, obviously stress, um, a lot of fogginess, I guess, with mental clarity, right. And also past lives, which we'll touch base on that, but, um, you can hold trauma right? It's energy. Right. So when you go to a Reiki session, there's usually a really, it looks kind of like as if you're going to go to get a massage, except you don't, which kind of sucks. So maybe we need to like push massage (laughs) into this, but maybe you should do that. I don't know. Maybe that relax people a little bit more. You almost get a massage. Yeah, almost. almost. It's just a tease. So sometimes we put our hands on you. Other times we don't, especially with the throat chakra. That was a really big thing because it kind of looks like we're choking you. Like, because honestly, I have to put my, I have to put my hand on it and then I overlap my hand on my other hand. So I usually have to put my hand on your throat, but a lot of people don't like that restrictedness, right? So you don't have to, you can just hover over it too. Right. But if it's really bad, obviously spirit's going to say like, obviously contact is going to help maybe the situation a little bit more, but you have to guide, um, obviously your client through that. You can't just start randomly just touching them in all these places. Cause if your eyes are closed or you have something over your face, you don't want that. Like that would scare you and frighten you. That would be so unnerving. Right? Like, like, is this normal? Why is she at my feet? Yeah. Like, obviously I align your chakras, help with any blockages. It's kind of like sweeping all the negative out of your body. So with the chakras, so with the heart chakra, for instance, if you're holding a lot of tension or past issues, right, of hurt and heartache, you actually sweep it out. um, I go down your arm and I sweep it out your hand. Okay. So that that kind of gives you like a a bit more of a visual, but it's like sweeping all the negative. Um, And then we do the roots from the bottom of your feet. Obviously we ground you. And then we help like Mother Gaia, um, Mother Earth, again, however you want to say it. We, we yeah. always usually, well, I do, um, most people do. And she assists in that because we want you to feel grounded and have the roots come at the bottom of your feet. Um, and then align your chakras, get rid of any energy blocks. Um, and then there is three um, symbols, but the one that's my favorite is the Choku Ray. And that actually increases power. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So, and it's also known as like the vortex. So when you're doing Reiki energy healing, mm-hmm. you can focus on that one energy to increase A it. lot of people do that actually at the top of your head, which is at your crown. A lot of people will wow. like draw the choku right, right there. And then they actually push it into your head. Oh, crazy. But without touching sometimes yeah. too? Just an just energy like push? Yeah. Just like push. Yeah. 
crazy. So yeah, so there's amazing little things that you can do. Um, and I can definitely tell if, again, if there's um, stomach sensitivity, if there's problems going on with your heart, um, people who obviously are ha- maybe have trouble having children, you can be able to tell once you do a Reiki session, because obviously they'll take you to that area. And then you can sense, obviously, there may be a blockage or some issue going on. So Reiki is just amazing because it helps kind of zone in on so many different things. Yeah. And I feel like it's very misunderstood. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people who have been to Reiki. I don't know a lot of people Mm-mm. who understand it, but it's almost just venturing what you don't understand to just go through the experience mm-hmm. and to see what it's like, um, which leads me to my next point. So past life readings is yes. something that I have never understood but I've always been so hyper curious about, and I believe in omens. I believe in moments in your life that are foreshadowing something you should do. Uh And I read a book recently and it was all about past life. And I kept getting these symbols to do a past life regression reading um, (laughs) because we have past lives and your past lives can define the life that you're in now and what your purpose is in this moment. Yeah. So this is something that you practice as well. Yes. It helps you relate to your present. I guess that's kind of the, a good way to put it right, but it alerts us to patterns and frequencies that we're experiencing, right? Like why do we do certain things? Well, it probably relates back to your past life, right? Like it's crazy. It's insane. And I actually didn't, have any practice with past lives when I like obviously started practicing um it just kind of came to me and it was very very natural so it's something I actually love doing but not a lot of people ask for it because they don't they don't usually know to ask right that's not usually something like oh tell me about my past life right that's not something that people generally ask but sometimes even if they don't ask and like for instance um I did um a reading on somebody and she always tapped her fingers, which I didn't know this going into it. Okay. And in her reading, she actually um, died in a, this sounds really creepy when I say it, but she was actually like alive, buried alive, which is pretty much everybody's like worst nightmare. And yes. So she was buried alive and I could see her tapping her fingers. And I said to her, I keep seeing you tapping. Like you're constantly tapping your fingers because of course, you don't have a lot to do. Obviously she's in a box. So it's, right. it's, it's, it's only her thoughts, right? So counting was something that was really like kind of helped her mentally, even though, I mean, how the hell could that really help you? You're in a box and you know, you're going right. to die. But yeah. one of the things that she did was counting. So I kept saying to her, I constantly see you tapping. And she goes, you know, it's really messed up. She goes, I still, I do that to this day. Like I, I always do that. And she goes, I never really understood why. And I said to her, well, this is what I'm seeing. So the reason why she taps is because, again, she was in a situation where she was only with her thoughts and that was her comfort. So when she gets really anxious, she taps. Wow. So that's just like one example. But I thought that was really, really interesting. You're making me really want to know what I was. But I, I know. only imagine I was a queen or a princess. <laughs> or, or I was like, I was some kind of king or queen. Of I just course. Feel, it's, it's so weird that you can tap into your personality and you're like, if I'm so big of a personality in this life, what, what was, was I? I before? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I wasn't just someone riding around on a horse or a dragon or no. I don't know what I was, but I just feel that. You had a higher purpose, right? You Correct. were something you- very important. You feel it in your current life. You yep. feel like your current life is is beckoning upon you to fulfill this void and you don't know what it is, but you're trying to always like 
hunt over your bigger purpose. Like, I feel like I'm always thinking to myself, what is this purpose that I'm meant to fill? What is this drive that I have inside of me? And I honestly feel like my definition of it is that it's my past life calling me to action. It's your soul recognizes, right? So that's why I always say go in because you already know. Right. Right. This is just a vessel. This is something your body is really nothing. You're an amazing right. spiritual um, human being that's wanting this human experience, right? So listen to your soul. What does it know? What does it want? Where is it pushing you? Like, and because a lot of people like with music, um, they're like, oh, I, I don't really play. But then as soon as they pick up a guitar, they're natural at it, right? And they're exactly. thinking, why is this so natural? Nine times out of 10 in a past life, music was a huge part of your life. So you don't really need a lot of practice right now because your soul already knows it recognizes it. Honestly, I just think that it's very telling of your behaviors in, in the now of what your, your, why you are the way you are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, now you and I, we want to touch on energy. I know we've touched on energy a bit, but how does energy play into chakras, Reiki, past life, just the overall. So I always say to people, everything is energy. Okay. Yeah. So when people are, when you're having a really bad day, the energy around you, if you ever notice, if you're having a really shitty day, it tends to be the whole day, <laughs> right? It doesn't like, right. you don't like, Oh, just the morning was shitty. But then at the end it, it was amazing says nobody ever. Right. It always kind of, <laughs> it always kind of leaks in and it kind of continues until your mindset switches because you hold that energy. So if people have that very like, Oh, everything sucks things, things aren't going well. That's the energy right. that you're putting out there. And that's what you're going to get back in return. Right. Right. So like very like, like attracts like. Yes. So that's what energy is. So again, as I said before, if you're having a really bad day and you come into your bedroom, say you cry your eyes out, then you pass out, go to sleep. When you wake up, you're still going to be sitting in that energy. Now, do you think like, so I've been in a really a lethargic energy yep. for the last like six or seven days. Do you think that sometimes energy is a reflection of full moon and half moon and just moon energy as well? So being a psychic medium, and this sounds really bad, I'm not into this whole moon thing. I don't know why it doesn't resonate with me. Full moons, definitely. Every time it's a full moon, I'm like, yes, it's in my calendar. I'm on it. Um, (laughs) And I, you know, obviously put out like the gratitude and what I want to change and what I'm thankful for. And I usually have a salt bath and I walk out. My neighbors was sick and crazy, but yeah, I like walk outside (laughs) on barefoot and I just like enjoy it so much. Like I just bask in it, but like the half moons, all that stuff, I really don't pay much attention to, but the full moons, it definitely can change your energy and uh, you can feel it without actually, I'll be like, why does everything feel so messed up? And then I'll be like, Oh, it was a full moon. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was the next day. Like, you know, things are still crazy. People, the energy of the full moon, definitely, you know, when people always say like, oh, the crazies are out. It's a full moon. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. I feel it because the full moon happened, I think a week ago, just shy of a week ago, something like that. And I've never had a good relationship with the Aries Mm-mm. season, whatever it is. I don't know if you even call it a season, but Aries and I um, don't mix well I know that the Aries energy is drawn to me but I am deterred from the Aries energy and right now we are in the Aries season yes and my whole energy feels off lethargic and almost like like exhausted yeah it just feels off so when you feel that way you have to work against it right because then if you just continue to give in and say oh this energy doesn't work for me it sucks it gives it more power 
Exactly. Right. So then you that just kind sense. of work against it. So one of the things that I always recommend to clients is a salt bath, at least in a salt bath for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, I always use, I think it's Dr. Teal's at Walmart, the lavender one. It's simple. It works. Yeah. Um, and I literally just, cause with salt, salt is a vacuum for negative energy. Right. So you kind of work against it. So if you know there's going to be a full moon, that's why I sit in the bath and I usually light a red candle because red candles really help with confidence. Right. So if you're feeling yeah. a little whack and you feel kind of like off another thing, frankincense oil, the essential oil, um, frankincense right. oil, I put that on my wrist. Cause that's usually for, if you're feeling like out of whack, right. That's perfect. Right. That's like full moon written all over it. So it's like, I literally just put frankincense on me, um, ground myself, have a salt bath. I journal, um, you just kind yeah. of zone your energy back into where you want it to be. Not letting anything take a hold of you. Knowing that salt is for bad energy, I feel like I could throw salt on so many I know. people. <laughs> just walking up and down the street. Don't be that crazy, lady. I know. I know. But one of the things that I always do, as I said before, kind of a barrier, a cocooning your energy, I always call on um, Archangel Michael and Raphael. Those are the two I work right. with because obviously Michael is the angel of courage, strength, and protection. Raphael is the angel of physical and emotional healing. So they're like the perfect yeah. duo. And obviously there's a bunch of different religions. So if you just want to just imagine yourself in white light, your higher self, whatever works for you, but what works for me yeah. is Mike, Michael and Raphael. Um, I always call them in for protection. Um, and I just right. imagine again, like a, like a cocoon in a sense, because I don't want other people's negative energies to get into my bubble. <laughs> exactly. I don't want that no, happen. A lot of people don't want that energy no. and they don't know how to cope yeah. with that. So again, every morning and every night, I always say Archangel Michael and Raphael, please protect me and cover me in the white light. Everybody I love and everybody in my home. Right. I maybe go right. a little bit extensive. Like you don't have to say all that, but you could just say, please protect me and everybody right. I love. But um, I always want to do like a protection of the home. So I just imagine my house being filled with white light. Um, sometimes if I feel like I've been around a lot of crazies or I'm just having a really off day, I just imagine angels on the outside of my home, all holding hands, just kind of protecting me in that barrier. I know you and I want to talk about how to cleanse your space. Yes. So like, this is another <clears throat> thing that makes me wonder if cleansing your space affects like your energy yes. of your space because I'm massive on Palo Santo. Like yes. I, first of all, it's just like, it's, I know it's not, I, I, you read me and, and it isn't my core no. scent, but there's something very grounding about like just the smell of campfire yes. and whatever it is. So That's... I walk around my house, literally left and writing it in the air. Well, it's a flame. Yep. Like it's not even the flame is gone. It's on fire. Yep. And I'm Palo Santo sticking, walking around saying good energy, good vibes. Yep. And I do that all around my house. I probably do that like realistically three times a week whenever I'm feeling the energy is off. I don't always feel inclined to light my Palo Santo and do it every day. I sometimes do it just because the smell is yeah. nice. But I, there's a lot of different scents. There's a lot of different things that people can, you know, put in their household. Palo Santo, sage. Um, people use crystals, incense, essential oils. So how do people know how to cleanse properly? And like, how do people know what works for them? So sage um, is really good for um, home cleansing, especially if you feel a lot of negativity in your home or you feel like you're being watched. Sage yeah. is really good. The more smoke, the better. So we have three stories in our home. So the um, story at the top, I literally just crack open a window and I go to each corner so uh, people always say like, and this what makes me crazy is people like, I saged, I still feel the bad energy. Did you do the basement? No. Did you do your closets? No. 
where do you like <laughs> where do you think that bad energy or spirit is going to go like the darkest space right that's where it's most comfortable right which is usually the basement people are like not today satan nope not going down there <laughs> i'm like well then it's always going to be there like we have to get it out you are in control so when you sage when you use palo santo you have to be very confident right? Knowing that this is your home and people cannot, people, especially spirits need to respect your boundaries. And again, that took me a long time to figure out, but spirit is not allowed in my bedroom. That's my rule. Um, Just because I'm thinking this is my private area. I want to go to sleep. I don't want to feel like I'm being watched. Um, I do allow family. Like I'll say my grandfather and my great grandparents, they are allowed into my bedroom to like protect me or watch me. But other than that, I put up boundaries. Um, and do you put up those boundaries with things like sage and Palo yeah, Santo? So in that, you kind of have, have to have that strong mindset when you're walking into your home, you're thinking, this is my home. They need to respect my rules, right? Because the more, um, if you have a lot of mental health issues, negative spirits will attach yeah. to that, right? It's easy, right? You're in that low right. vibration mindset. So they're easy. It's easy to more manipulate you. But if you're more confident, right. this is my space, I'm cleansing it. You're no longer welcome that's a whole different level. That vibration, that vibration is where you want to be. You don't want to be with them in that low vibe. So when I go into my home, I'm very confident with it. Um, I go to each room, each corner, um, and mirrors, mirrors are a portal for spirits. So when people, um, I don't know if like, you know this, but like, you know, when people decorate and they'll be like, Oh, you can't put that there. And you have to move this. Like everything has like a certain area. You're, mirror is not supposed to be facing your bed or while you're sleeping you're not supposed to see your reflection my closet is a mirror and it faces my bed yeah see that's see that's like a no-no to me (laughs) I'm like "Mm -mm." no no so what I do so what I do is because well a I would never do that but anyways if you do leave that it's perfectly fine but when you do palo santo or sage um I just put crosses in each corner it's like a protective shield in a sense. So you're saying like, I don't allow any negativity or anything um, spiritual to manipulate or to come through. So you're kind of putting that intention out there. Got right. It. So mirrors, obviously, like, again, when I saw my papa, my, the first death of my family when I was 13, I saw him in my mirror. Right. So oh, it's, wow. again, mirrors are like a spiritual like portal. So that's why I'm saying put some crosses, just say like, you know what, like, I, yes, there's a mirror here. And if you don't have to move it, but just say, yeah. I don't allow any negativity, um, kind of put up that blockage barrier. That's so interesting. So how does that work with like, there are some, um, I don't even know what it's called, but like, there are some Asian cultures mm-hmm. that believe in mirrors on your ceiling. Yes. And like, even, um, so my aunt, my aunt and uncle are Jewish. And when somebody dies, actually they put, um, they block all the mirrors so like nobody can see themselves wow yeah so it's really interesting like if you get more into like the religious cultures and but mirrors but yeah so definitely keep that blocked off go to each um and before you start of course as I say you're always grounded and you're always making sure your space is cleansed which again I say Michael and Raphael uh please protect me and cover me in the white light and then I I start in my doorway and I just go to each corner um right and again the more smoke the better and especially if you feel it in a certain area put a little bit more smoke over there like I always make sure my bedroom is is definitely um smoky because I want to make sure my (laughs) bedroom needs to be cleansed I don't want any negative energy because while you're sleeping the veil's thinned right the veil from the other sides especially between three and four which is dead hour 
So right. when I'm sleeping, I don't want my barriers are down. So I don't want any negative um, energy in my space. It's not going to happen. So wait, three to, that's so crazy. Cause I've never heard this before. Yeah. So three to four is dead hour. What is dead hour? Cause I have to tell you, I wake up at three eleven every morning. <laughs> so there's a few things. Um, when people wake up usually at that time, there's some, yeah. um, there's some theories, which I don't want to freak a lot of people out, but usually it means somebody, oh my gosh, usually, it usually means somebody is staring at you and that's why you wake up during that time. <laughs> every night yes um that's why i don't want to like me? it just depends who's <laughs> in your room um but it usually means like so between three and four um the the spiritual realm i guess is heightened a little bit more and especially when it rains um a lot of empaths or a lot of people who are spiritual when it rains it is beautiful but the energy is heightened in the air too because of the rain it is so True. Yep. I could not feel that more because I'm a Pisces. I'm a water sign. Yep. And whenever it's raining, I feel tired yep. and I feel energy so much yep. more. In it's the more intense. Wow. So yeah. So you just have to be prepared, um, I guess, if you will. But right. yeah. So just make sure your whole house is saged. The closets, the basements, anything that really dark areas, make sure, make sure that is saged and you always leave a crack open. Um, usually the higher level of your home. And if it's a bungalow or whatever, just leave one window. It doesn't really matter, but it just needs to be cracked. Well, Jess, I don't have a home. You don't have a home. All, I don't have a home. I have, there's no basement here. <laughs> but then there's a lot of energy in a condo, right? Think about how many people are living there. True. Crack open your door or like your balcony, like whatever, make sure that the spirit has room to go out and leave. Yeah, I've actually cracked open my door before and someone came in and it got weird, but I will definitely leave my deck door open. Yeah, like you could just like literally just a crack. It doesn't need to be fully open. And another thing, if you feel yeah. like there's a lot of negative spirits or bad energy, one of the major things right. that people do is they research a lot, but they don't really get a lot of information. So I had a client come to me that said, I, have, I still have negative spirits. I saged and I put salt around my home. And I said, okay, what right. was the order? Oh, well, oh. I, I salted and then I saged my home. Okay, so now that you've saged your home, the spirit's trying to leave, but now they're stuck because they can't cross the salt line. Oh. Yes, so obviously that's a really big thing. So if you're feeling a lot of negative energy or you feel like your house is haunted, doors are slamming, whatnot, if this happens, you <laughs> sage your whole home, then you salt. Okay, I actually lived in a place in Toronto. This is a total sidebar, <laughs> but it's totally relevant. I have lived in places twice where I felt the energy that there was someone that had died there before yep. and they hadn't crossed over. Yep. And I think that's because I'm highly intuitive Very. and I'm an empath and I feel energy. Yep. And um, I lived at this place, downtown Toronto. I forget the intersection. And when I moved into the unit, I didn't know this. And I was just living in this 500 square foot apartment. And there was one night, I kid you not, Jess, where I had filled a Kleenex box with Kleenex from the dollar store. I put a little like cheap $1 Kleenex dispenser inside a disposable one. The next morning, I had my best friend at the time, uh, Alana, sleep over. And the next morning, I woke up and all of the Kleenex I've... was gone. Oh my gosh. And so I, and also when she slept over at three o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. we were talking about those peak hours my music started playing on its own. Yeah. And the song that was playing was indicative of someone that had died and literally reflected someone needing Kleenex to cry. 
and I started tripping out and then Alana was awake and like what is going on did you turn on your music and I was like I didn't turn on my music literally not we didn't we hadn't even seen the Kleenex the next morning we go into the bathroom the Kleenex is gone she looked at me and she's like where is the Kleenex that you just put in your dispenser I was like I promise you it was just there I was like are you messing with me she's like it's not there so I had this crazy theory that someone had died in my unit and they had played the music and they had used the tissue to wipe their own tears. So that sounds insane. A lot of people don't trust it. They're like, oh, I'm crazy. Oh, that doesn't make sense. That's literally spirit 100%. trying to connect with you. And then you're constantly brushing them off. Right. So, oh no, I, so I actually was like, this is insane. It doesn't feel not right. It feels yeah. right. And I need to figure out what yeah. this means. So I actually spoke to my landlord and I said, is there a story about my unit? Because my unit was actually more affordable than most units in <laughs> Toronto. And I always wondered why yeah. someone died in my unit <clears throat> between three and 5 a.m. No, nope. she was uh, she was Asian descent and she had she was in a love triangle and one of her jealous partners choked her to death in my unit between three and 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So that's amazing how your intuition, you felt the energy and then you did something about it and it led you to the answers. It does actually make sense. You just have to listen. That's it. You have to listen. That's totally true. And even with Alana there, Alana is not as spiritually connected as mm -hmm. I am. She wasn't as like, she was just like, this is crazy. Where did your Kleenex go? Someone stole it. And I'm like, no, it's not likely someone stole my <laughs> Kleenex because we've been here. So what is more likely? It's an energy thing. Where is the Kleenex? I don't know. I need to find out. So I started Googling. I started asking my landlord. And she, because she was there, I felt less crazy because someone else was there to, to reinforce relate. what had happened. Exactly. But spirit will manipulate electronics a lot. Like I'll do readings for somebody and then all of a sudden it's like things will start cutting out. My iPad will be going crazy. Um music will start playing it's crazier they'll turn on your tv so they can manipulate right. electronics big time they can move objects like spirit can do a lot like don't underestimate <laughs> don't underestimate I don't you know what every time every time that happens I actually know what's happening now because I just remember that situation and that situation to me is just a constant reminder that like sometimes energy is bigger than you are yeah. and you have to listen to it. And the more you go against it, the more it will go against you. And the more you listen, it'll work for exactly. you. Exactly. And so in that situation, Sage obviously would be really good because Sage, obviously it gets rid of negativity. That's what Sage is known for, right? Getting rid of negative. So, but you can right. help her pass on, right? People are like, Oh, I can't do that. I'm not a psychic medium. Yes, you can, because spirit can still hear you. Right. So if you could say, I'm sorry this happened to you. You need to go on, go into the white light. You've died. A lot of people actually don't know they're dead, especially if it's been like a really major tragedy. They'll just keep walking around right. and they actually don't know they've passed. Um, oh, wow. I didn't yeah, know that. So that can be, especially with um, car accidents, things happening really um, all of a sudden, overdoses, right? Where they don't actually realize they right. died. So you can say, wow. go into the white light or, you know, your time here is done. So be very vocal and just pretend like you're literally having a conversation as if they were standing right in front of you because chances are they are but I don't want to creep you out but anyways Palo, Palo <laughs> Santo Palo Santo is really good because obviously um that's another love of mine as well it gets rid of negativity but brings in positive 
So that is my like right. absolutely go-to. Sage is more for like a really good home cleanse. Palo Santo is right. for like your mental health. I do that with my meditation. I usually do that before a reading. I may put it around my home as well. But for a really good cleanse, I would always recommend like a sage session. Got I was it. Afraid. Now mm-hmm. we're, we are we are talking about like how energy attracts uh-huh. energy. So like attracts like. So manifestation is something I want to talk about. I know a lot of my listeners and myself included, I'm like very enraptured by manifestation. Um, As you know, I myself manifested a situation recently and um, I was always curious. So one of the big hurdles I came across with manifestation, my best guy friend, Justin would tell me, okay, you have to ask for it. Like it's already Mm -hmm. in existence. So I, what I decided to do was I wrote eight posted notes of what I thought were my need to haves as in like, I felt my energy needed them. It felt right. It felt like something I wanted to manifest. And I wrote them down and I started saying them once Mm -hmm. a day. I said them once a day, five times out loud. And I actually had to read them out loud to myself in the mirror. Um, I know that he specifically would have a shower and just reiterate what he wanted to himself in the shower. I don't remember mine half the time. So I'm like, I need to sit in front of the mirror in the morning and remember them and believe in them. And uh, the one I believed in the most came true Mm -hmm. first. So what is your opinion on manifestation? And like, what would be your method of actually manifesting correctly if there is a correct way to do it so when I obviously like at the beginning when I was like a teenager I didn't realize I was manifesting when I was manifesting so I knew the kind of man I wanted I knew how many kids I wanted I knew what my first house was going to look like or how much it was going to be um all these things that I just knew it was like that oh I already know I'm going to get this it's so I already acted as if this is how my life was going to play out I was like, what, 14, 15? Like, I didn't even know what I was going to eat for like lunch the next day. But apparently I knew, I knew (laughs) what kind of husband I wanted. I knew what kind of life I wanted to live and I was manifesting. So again, thinking that you have it before you have it, that's huge. Um, One of my friends, she had a really hard time conceiving. So she made a vision board. That was really, that's what a lot of people do. I don't have time for vision boards. I don't know why. It's just not my thing. I'm not going to cut out magazine articles. Sometimes people do that or pictures and you trust yourself. That wasn't my thing. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not my deal. Um, But so what she did is I said to her, if you really want to have a kid, visualize like you already have your baby, smell your baby, pretend like you're holding your baby, like that visual pretend like, yes, you know, this is going to happen. Like not, don't say, oh, I don't think I'm going to, or I'm having so much trouble. Cause again, you're putting that energy out there. So visualize it as right. if you already have it. And literally in a month and a half, she got pregnant and everything that I always said that I wanted, I got. So you can't really do it wrong because I did it and I didn't even know I was doing it, but it's just like wholeheartedly believing in something. And I couldn't agree with that more because literally the one of the eight that came true already is the one I believe yep. in the most. But I also didn't care when I got it. There was something about not putting a time constraint because on you it didn't have that to. You knew that you didn't, didn't have to, it. right? And that's Correct. so then you allowed spirit to take the control, and it was just easy, right? The flow, right? right. Everything happens for a reason, right? Because people always say to me, "Oh, like where's the love of my life?" And I'm like, "He's in aisle two. Um, if you go there, if you go, I was like, no, I'd be on a TV show if I could do that shit. But I was like, no, I was like, people always think like, oh, did I walk by my soulmate? I'm thinking if you did, then it wasn't the right time and he'll come back. 
right? So exactly. you have to just allow the universe and spirit to work their magic and trust, do that trust fall into the universe and you'll be amazed. So I read this uh, book called The Surrender Experiment. It's probably my favorite book ever. I think I told yes. you to read it. But it's all about surrendering to energy, yes. surrendering to things that you don't know what you believe yep. in. And if you believe in something becoming a reality, it will be because you believe in it. And I think so many people are so matter of fact, and they're so seeing as believing that they never get to that point. Like they can never allow themselves to be so free that they are vulnerable to believing that something else like a higher power will come in and take the reins and guide you there. And I wasn't super like, I'm a spiritual person, mm -hmm. you know, this, I know this, but I also wasn't super sold on manifestation because I was so tormented. Yep. I was like, I don't really understand. Like, what do you mean? I just ask for things and they will yep. come. And I think there were certain parameters. Like for me, there's a couple documentaries about manifestation and they're so matter of fact that it's like, I want to be a millionaire in one year. It's really not realistic. realistic. Like you correct. So for me, it was just about actually knowing what was attainable and what I truly desired and asking for it. And I think some people get confused because they're like, great, I want to be rich. Yeah. I'm going to be rich in three years. And there's a selfish undertone. It's to ego that. talking. It's not their soul. Correct. So that's the difference. Like people always say to me, right. well, if you're a psychic medium, um, wh why don't you tell me the numbers like of the lottery? And I'm thinking, right. if I literally said to spirit, hey, could you do that for me? They'd be like, is that going to help your highest good? Well, no. Exactly. Right? It's feeding your ego. Right? It's not It's right. not going to help you. Right? It's truly right. not. It's not what you're looking for. And a lot of people say like, oh, well, I'm a good person. Why do bad things happen to me? Right? That's a really big right. thing too. And it's like, usually because as much as we don't want to, sometimes we fall victim. Right? Or we say, yeah. oh, life is shitty. It's always been shitty. I'm always waiting for... Um, the other shoe to, to drop or whatever the heck that saying is they're always they're always on right. the edge of the seat right so what does the universe do it gives you exactly what you're kind of putting out there or right. it can relate to past life so say you're having a really a lot of issues in relationships that could obviously go yeah. back to your past life experience and you had a really bad breakup or somebody left you you never got over it now it's spilling into this present I want to touch on this because I recently got into readings. Mm -hmm. So I bought my first card. Yes. And I was like, I know how to do this. This is super easy. I was reading the instructions. and I was like, I don't understand. And so um, I was trying to give my friends readings. Like I was some <laughs> kind of pro. I literally don't know how many cards am I supposed to pull? What are the meanings of each card? There's a book. Okay. There's a book that tells you and it's not clear. I'm just curious. How do you even do this? How do you read decks how do you give people readings appropriately is there one way or is it like just pull a card and see how you feel so that is a really good question <laughs> when you get a deck whether it be tarot or oracle um it's always important to either sage your deck obviously get rid of any attachments because people are making them right so their energy obviously goes into the deck you don't want ah. that it's your energy Right. So I always right. sage my deck and I actually put, put it on selenite, which is one of my favorite crystals. Um, okay. So selenite, it clear, um, it's clarity of mind, expanding awareness. It's also common and opens up the crown chakra just to let you know. But anyways, it all Got selenite it. <laughs> also helps charge other crystals and decks. That's my Got secret. It. So nobody tell anybody. That's what I do. 
Right. Yeah. Except everyone listening. <laughs> Except every single person that's listening, right? But I always charge my decks on selenite. Um, I usually leave it overnight, okay. but again, you trust your intuition. If you feel, okay, I can pick it up now. This is mine. Do it. Don't be like, right. oh shit, it's been on okay. there for five hours. Like maybe it should be more. No, trust yourself. Stop doubting and second guessing. That's a really big thing I'm Got working it. on. And right. then what I do is I grab my deck and I imagine the palm of my hand, imagine white light piercing through my deck. I okay. shuffle my deck. So when I do tarot, I hate to do reversed cards. And so many people, again, I always... Um, thought oh well they do it so then I have to I always related you don't have to do that I do not do reversed Mm -hmm. cards with my tarot don't do it so when I get a tarot deck I always say look I don't do reversed I want honesty I want bluntless blunt bluntless I just made a new word I want bluntness (laughs) or bluntless whatever you want to say I sometimes slip with it under my pillow you always make sure your tarot deck or your oracle is secure so there's like different things that you can get on Amazon too or sometimes people put them in a cloth, whatever you think, yeah. shuffling them every day, putting your energy into it, but make sure you're going through each card. So you're putting your energy, you're touching each individual right. card and you tap on your deck three times to clear any energy for card readings for people. I always tap my deck three times before I move on to the Got next it. person. Um, just because I don't want their message to kind of overflow onto the next person's shuffle my deck and you watch for like flying cards or deck jumper cards some people call them always pay attention to those because those are like it's your spirit guides messages higher self however you want to link it that's the message that you're being shown and you need to pay attention to amazing so this is how I've been pulling for Mm -hmm. myself then you don't necessarily like I have a deck beside my bed an oracle that I don't tap every time because I'm the only solely one using it I did the tapping as you were telling me how to do it so I'm looking at a card that's staring at me I'm pulling it out okay okay yes would you like me are you gonna do yours first you do yours I'm still (laughs) shuffling I haven't I haven't had a jumper yet I'm waiting for a jumper it's so weird that we were both doing that. So sometimes for me, it's like where my yeah. eye goes. And sometimes as soon as I open the deck, all of a sudden, like, so say I'm, say I was doing a card for you right now. Right. Sometimes if I lift my deck and one card gets stuck yeah. in the um, box, I'm thinking, okay, that right. clearly was meant to be there. I was meant to see that. Or sometimes I literally will tap three times and the spirit will say top card or bottom card or middle. And I'll just trust my intuition. I'll just pull it. Sometimes I want to shuffle and get your energy before and wait for jumper cards. But again, you just have to make your deck your own and don't listen to the bullshit or listen to other YouTubers saying you have to do this. And it, and even crystals, like right. as I had mentioned to you about like some of my favorite crystals, which I'll get into that later. But yeah. when you get a crystal, you could literally get any crystal and say, I want it to be for this and put that intention out there and it'll work that way. Pay attention to like, what does this crystal exactly mean? You don't have to. Oh, one flipped out. Okay. You got empowerment. Okay. Do what makes you happy. What are you called for? There is no right or wrong. If you, if you love, um, say amethyst, I love amethyst, but some people are like, Oh, but what does that mean? I'm like, but what does it mean to you? What do you want it for? When you hold it, how do you feel? Right. So make it your own. Um, another thing between three and four, if you are waking up and if you do feel some negative energy, putting amethyst in your pillowcase actually helps negative spirits from like getting in your area or touching you or wherever you feel like violated. Amethyst really helps for that. It also gets, um, it's like a trap for negative energy. I guess it's like another way to put it for like negative spirits. 
Well, my boyfriend gave me lavender for my pillow to oh. help me sleep. Does that uh, count? Lavender <laughs> helps calm you and relax you and eases your mind. And because yours is going a thousand miles a minute, um, just like your boyfriend's, <laughs> who I also did a rating for, lavender helps calm you, but amethyst is good for like um, attracting, well, not you want to attract them, but the negative spirits is kind of like a trap. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Now I have your card. I'm ready okay, to go. reading. Okay, go. So your card says, answer the call, but says your guidance is divinely guided. You are being called to answer the call of your soul. It might be scary. Mm-hmm. It might not make sense. But if you trust your soul's yearnings, you will live a life beyond what your mind could possibly imagine. Answering your soul's calling is not a one-time thing, rather a lifelong <laughs> dance. You know what you long for, what your soul yearns for, whatever you are called to do, that is your calling. Don't overthink it. Don't wait for permission just say yes. Most people are waiting for a step-by-step plan before they take the first step, but intuition doesn't work like that. It takes faith and courage to answer the call. Yes. And that's why most people don't Yes. You are not. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, like I, as I said before, I pushed my gift away. It gave me anxiety pushing my gift away, but I didn't want to be that person. Like, you know, like that creepy movie that came out like the sixth sense, which I fucking hate that movie. It creeps me out. Like, you know, when the kid grabs, um, that little girl grabs him by his ankles. Oh, yes. my mother of Joseph. Every time I say, I'm just like, <laughs> nope, nope. So like seeing those things and like them putting out there, like that's kind of how people, you know, psychic mediums are either those creepy like kids who talk to themselves and nobody understands, or it's those people right. who are in circuses, their hair is all <laughs> crazy. They have like long nails, tons of jewelry, like. I didn't want to be like that. So I'm thinking, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? I can't be a psychic medium. Like maybe, maybe I just read people well. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, like my ego was fighting with my spirit and I wasn't, I wasn't going to my higher purpose. But finally, when I lived in India, I was at Cafe Coffee Day, which was my favorite place to get coffee. What a great name, Cafe Yeah, so they'd go, yeah, it was Cafe Coffee Day. It was great. Yeah, so I remember being in line and all of a sudden I kept hearing pocket watch, pocket watch. And I felt a grandfather energy. And I kept feeling like this guy was meant to have his pocket watch. And it was like the best way to describe spirit when they talk to me, it's kind of like a nagging child. And you feel like you can't get rid of it until you finally just say it, right? You have to just express it. You right. can't just like hold it and bottle it in. So finally, I said the man in front of me, I'm sorry to bother you. And I don't want to put this on you, but has your grandfather passed away? And he goes, yeah. And I go, he wants you to have your pocket watch. This is pocket watch. I'm really sorry. And he goes, we literally just gave that to my other brother. And oh, I was wow. like, it was meant to be yours. And he goes, can I buy your coffee? And can we please sit down? And I'm like, yes. And I hate being put on the spot. And I hate when people like one right. of my biggest fears is somebody going, no, what are you talking about? And I'd be like, uh, nothing, just kidding. Like, how do you get yourself out of that situation? <laughs> so it always made me anxious and nervous. But then, and then when I had, um, my daughter spirit actually told me that I was going to have a girl before I had her. So that's when I said to my husband, right. we have five boys. Um, and I remember I'm saying to my husband, just one more time, one more. I, I know, we're, I know we're going to get this girl. Like you have to trust me. And I knew in my heart, I was always, always, always meant to have a girl. I just knew it. So Aww. part of the manifestation right. too, I just knew in my heart that I was supposed to have her and spirit right. made as if the doorbell rang, but it didn't. And I jumped out of bed and I said to my husband, Aaron, I go, Aaron, somebody's at the door. And he's like, Jess, the dogs didn't even bark. Like, what are you talking about? 
Right. I opened my door. I didn't go downstairs because that's not happening, but I opened it from my balcony (laughs) and I heard you're pregnant. And then I saw a pink blanket. So I was like, I'm like, I'm going to get her. I know I'm going to get her. And like, I think it was like a month or two later, I ended up actually getting pregnant with her. So spirit, and I kept saying to spirit, like, give me signs. And I want to talk about that in here too, because people always say, I ask for signs, but I don't get them. And I'm like, but you're generalizing it. Like ask specifically what you want, right? Because spirit will throw you so many different signs and you're like, oh, maybe that wasn't it. I'm going to ask for something else. Like, so spirits like exhausted, yeah. and, like shaking their head. Like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I've been throwing 50 at you and you're not getting any of them. So I said to spirit, like, how am I, tell me if I'm getting a girl, like, like give me a sign. And I literally, a man walked in front of our vehicle holding pink balloons. No. And I said way. to our, our driver, a shook, I was like a shook. And he's like, oh my gosh. And I was like, yes. I'm like, see, I'm like, I knew it. I always got all these little signs. Um, but if you want signs right. from like loved ones or people have passed over, say, I want to see um, a butterfly and maybe they'll show you on somebody's t-shirt or it'll be um, a toy or it'll be something, but pay attention and keep your right. eyes open because there are trying to give you signs and with numbers, right? Angel numbers, 11, 11, 333, they're trying to get your attention. So just allow it in. Yeah. And awareness is key. Mm -hmm. Like I think that when I went through my spiritual awakening, I was not listening to the voices, Mm -hmm. but the voices were screaming and it got to a point where it was deafening. And I was like, I can't sit on this couch in this lifestyle anymore. I need to 360 my life, everyone in it. And just take a gamble because I already know I'm going to feel happier on the other side of this. There are voices screaming in my head that I need to uproot myself and I'm not meant to be in the situation I'm in. I do agree. The more you listen to those voices, the more that they will speak to you. It's true. The thing is when I do a card for you, if it doesn't make sense now, it will. Um, An example, I did um, a card, um, a tarot card pull for this one lady and she got the tower card. And it's not the best card in the tarot deck. It's not the worst, but it's definitely not the best. It's about chaos, destruction. You pretty much can't do anything about it. It's going to happen. Okay. It's not the greatest card, but at the same time, yes, it may crumble, but you you can build a stronger foundation. So there is a positive to it, but yeah. So I pulled this card for her and she goes, nope, that doesn't make sense. Everything in my life is great. And I was like, okay, well, keep an eye out. Like, I'm just letting you know. (laughs) And then she literally messaged me. It was a few weeks later. And she goes, "Uh, so my ex-husband is suing me. So, yep, that card makes sense. And it was, and not that I wanted to be like, awesome. I told you so. You can't do that. But I was (laughs) like, okay, so that did card did make sense. And it was kind of like a warning, like, be careful. Like, this is going to be happening. Something is obviously going to, yeah, something's going to unravel. So it's interesting how the cards always have something to say, but you might not know it right away, but it will play out. So it says you have so many strengths and yet you allow others to take away your power. Oh, (laughs) when your words are dismissed, (laughs) when your actions are mocked, your light fades because you don't stand up to be counted. You may say silently to yourself that everything is fine, that you know, but you know the real truth, but the universe requires you to stamp your authority so that you can grow fully into the wise one that you truly are. Oh, wow. That is, that's pretty so good. <laughs> yes. Are you serious? Like I've spent my life, you and I've talked about this, but I've spent my life being in doubt of my yeah. own abilities because of the external energies around me, sometimes being 
threatened by me or like misunderstanding me or not believing that I'm authentic and not recognizing your strengths. Exactly. And like, I'm coming to a crossroads now in my life where I actually don't care as much where I'm trying to free myself to be myself. I'm doing it slowly and steadily, but I think the universe is like, you can do better than what you're doing so powerful um and again so you can fully grow into this wise one that you truly are so yeah opening up and yeah. just allowing your strengths to shine um it sounds kind of weird but it's called lepidolite um yeah. and honestly it helps for emotional balance and relieves yourself of being worried okay. um having sorry worry and overwhelm um a lot of people are going through emotional imbalances right now and i find lepidolite uh to be amazing but the best thing to do is when you go into a crystal yeah. store don't think of, oh, it's my favorite color and I love pink or purple or whatever. It doesn't matter. When you go into a crystal store, whatever you are drawn to, pick it up. Look at it, what it has to say or feel it, right? Like don't go into there thinking you have to get this crystal, but these are the crystals that I absolutely love and have worked wonders for me and my clients. Yeah. Um, cat's eye is a really good one for confidence. I don't think you've ever met a cat really who doesn't think his shit doesn't stink. Right. So cat's eye are really great for confidence. Termaline is my ride or die. It is my favorite, favorite, favorite crystal. I have it beside my bed. Um, it's great for protection, grounding. Yeah. It soothes panic attacks and helps control fears. So it's literally just like, it's just one of the best crystals. And especially again, when the veil's thinned and when it's downed, black termaline is amazing. All that beautiful stuff and grounding, as I said before, smoky quartz is great for protection and grounding too. Uh, smoky quartz is known as like the mother earth crystal, which I mean, you can't get any more grounded than that. So, um, that's fantastic too, to have even holding in your hand while you're meditating, right? If you're having a hard time, um, Moldavite, let's talk about Moldavite. Everybody on fricking TikTok and their sister's cousin is doing this Moldavite, this challenge. I don't know what the hell it is. Like I'm not that age where I'm like, what are you (laughs) kids doing? Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I never wanted to be that age, but apparently I am. But, but Moldavite, even myself, when I picked it up, I literally was, I was scared of it. I'm like, why do I have this? What what am I doing? Cause it freaked me out. Cause of course, freaking TikTok shit when it's like, it's like, oh, it did this and it's bad. And really? No, when I held Moldavite and they're pretty expensive right now because of this high that everybody's on. But I have a really small piece and it was like $15 or some shit. It was really, it was stupid, but of course I got it. So if you are in a relationship that you know that isn't that great, but you stay anyways, or a job that you really, really hate, um, or a car that you're paying stupid amount for, but you want to keep it anyway because your ego, shit will start to fade away. Or like I've had people say to me, I lost my job when I got Moldavite having it for a couple days. I lost friends that I've had for a long time. Um, all these certain things, but that's because it takes away things that don't fit you. Wow. So that's what I'm saying. It's very powerful. It's very, um, high vibration. So be, you know, just know that things may start fading, but it's actually for the best. So Moldavite, yes, it's amazing, but be prepared. Generally, when I do a reading for somebody, I take my, um, obsidian arrowhead And that really helps me disconnect after my readings. So that's a lifesaver. I just imagine like a wave, I guess, going over me and getting rid of that person's energy and kind of recharging myself. Um, Sometimes, again, my neighbors probably think I'm crazy, but I go outside barefoot and I literally just ground myself. I align my (laughs) chakras again quick. Um, And then the choke you raise the top of my head and going into my ears. Salt baths. 
um, salt showers, I'll literally take a handful of freaking salt and I'll like pour it on my body. And I'm just like, okay. And I take like 15, 20 minute showers and I just literally relax. Um, and I light a red or white candle, but I just really try to just relax and ease myself. You really have to pay attention to yourself and listen to your body, what it needs. And sometimes it wants Grey's Anatomy and who am I to say no, (laughs) but just kind of like talking about how my reading went really, really helps. Um, just cause again, it's confidentiality and it's not like I can right. go talk to my friends or go talk to a uh, family or my husband yeah. about a reading. Right. I take my clients very, very seriously. I don't have a time limit with my clients as well. Um, I always say, I want you to get whatever you need out of the reading right. and then we'll stop at that. So that's very, very, very important to me too. But yeah. when I do readings for people, I write everything down. It gets it out of my head onto paper. Um, and that's my way of like releasing it, I guess. So that's a form that I've used is just journaling while I'm doing a reading. Totally. <clears throat> and I, that's actually one of the reasons I went to you. So I just want to give a shout out to you yes. because when, when you did my reading, the selling point to me was that it was about the experience, not the yeah. cost. And you are very honest about this on your social media platforms and just in speaking with you that this is just who you are. So, I mean, you can't change who you are. This is a gift that you were given. And these readings that you give to people are your gift and you're sharing it with the world. And if somebody feels like they don't get their full experience, then they'll pay for that price. But for me, I went into it having zero idea of what I was going to pay you. And there was something really enticing about that. Like, I have no (laughs) idea what I'm going to pay her for my experience, but I don't know what I'm going to get out of this. And then you spent almost two hours talking to me and my boyfriend when he did his reading and we learned so much I always say like God did not give me this gift like how much money can she make from people right that was never something so this is who I am so I want to embrace it and there's a lot of people in different circumstances right? right there's a lot of single moms out there who need the guidance or want to talk to their grandfather who am I to say oh you don't have a hundred dollars guess you can't talk to him think about that like so when people are so money hungry um I don't necessarily have to work my husband I like I love that he has a really great job I can be a stay-at-home mom this is not a job to me this is who I am I think two or three of my friends will be going to you for a reading because people are at a place in their lives where they're wanting to find answers and there's some sense of peace just having to have a conversation with someone who may know more than we do so if people want to actually follow you or yep. like your pages on social media. Um, so it's JKL Psychic Medium. So Facebook would be the best right. place to reach me. Yes, I go on Instagram, but Facebook is the place to message me um, and get my information. You pay for what you feel the reading's worth. I know that sometimes makes people uncomfortable because they're always thinking, how much do I pay? I don't know. I don't want to jip you. Like, you did fantastic. What do I do? So I usually say, okay, so typically... It's usually like 100 to 150 typically, but again, everybody's situation is different. So I always say to them, you pay again for whatever you feel. There's no set price. And then I actually do a video chat with you on my personal Facebook. That's how we connect. Um, But yeah, so it's a video chat. And especially with the world, this crazy world that we're in, video chat's perfect because then we're both safe into our homes and I am in the States. So I have clients were in India I have clients were in Canada I have clients were in um, England I have clients were in the state so a video is perfect I can't wait to connect again this is who I am be open-minded and just again do the trust fall to the universe and you won't regret it